Okay, hello everyone. Today we will be studying the Mishnayot for January 2nd. Mesechet Brachot, the third chapter, the fourth and fifth Mishnah. The Mishnah says like this, Balkari Meharer Belibo. The Mishnah discusses a Balkari. What is a Balkari? Balkari is a male who has a seminal emission, emission, most likely through marital relations. And the Mishnah here is discussing an institution of Ezra. That Ezra went ahead and said that not only is a male, again, that has a seminal emission, mission referred to as a Balkari, not only are they Tameh, as it says clearly in the Torah, they are also not allowed to pray. They're not allowed to say the words of Kriyashma and Tefillah before they go to the mikvah, before they dip. So the mission discusses, well, what if he didn't have a chance to go to the mikvah and the time for Kriyachma arrives? So the Mishnah says, Balkari Mahara Belibo, that a Balkari, um, we don't want him to forego completely the mitzvah of Kriyachma. So the mission says he should contemplate, he should think the text of the words of Kriyachma in his head. But that's only the words of Kriyachma itself. This, that the Mishnah allows you to contemplate the text of the Kriyachma, only applies to the Kriyachma itself, not to the blessings before and after. The blessings before and after are rabbinic in nature. And therefore, um, this sort of leniency of even thinking the text of the Shema, again, only applies to those mitzvot that are minhat Torah, biblical, not those that are rabbinic. And in the same, you know, with the same a reasoning, the Mishnah says, The same thing refers to Birkat HaMazon. Birkat HaMazon, the blessings after meal, is biblical. So therefore, a Bakeri who is not allowed to recite the blessings after meal, you know, Birkat HaMazon, but should still contemplate the text of the Birkat HaMazon. But should not contemplate the blessings that you say before meal. Because the blessings like Hamotzi Lechem Min Haaretz, that is rabbinic in nature, not biblical. Rabbi Yehuda argues on all of this. Rabbi Yehuda says, Rabbi Yehuda says that, of course, Ezra wanted you to go to the mikvah before you do any of these things. However, if the time arrives, you should definitely say the Kriyat Shema, and really what Ezra was referring to was intense uh, Torah study. But anything other than intense Torah study, Ezra says that in the end, you know, if the, again, if the time of Kriyashma has come or the time of prayer and benching and all that, you are completely allowed to uh, do so. Now, I should mention uh, that this institution of Ezra is no longer uh, kept by the Jewish people. This, there's a lot of literature about this in the 11th and 12th century a scholarship on the side of the page of the Gemara. And it seems like this institution of Ezra wasn't so widely accepted. And therefore, uh, the Jewish people uh, sort of have chosen really from the beginning to be lenient about this. And therefore, uh, you might know that Hasidim and maybe Chabad also are very careful to go to the mikvah really every uh, morning. Um, but some are careful to go uh, again if they've engaged in marital relations the night before. So some do uh, keep this nowadays. Uh, but again, the general practice is not to be stringent uh, for any of these halachot. Um, again, there's a lot more to be said about that. The next Mishnah says, Let's say you're in the middle of praying. And usually, again, you are keeping the institution of Ezra. So you're in the middle of praying and then you remember, oh, I, I forgot I had a seminal emission last night. So, lo yafsik, says the mission. You don't interrupt. You don't just stop. Eliyakatzer, find a way to shorten each blessing of the Amidah.
Okay, now the Mishnah talks about a male who went to the mikvah because he had a seminal Mishnah. So it says, Yared Litbal, he went to go to the mikvah, and then he realized that the time of Krishna was approaching. Again, the optimal time of sunrise. So the Mishnah says, That we don't want you saying Krishna in the mikvah. And the reason for that is, is the Torah says that when you're engaged, when you're praying, uh, doing holy things, it's, the Torah says, again, it's a pasuk in Sefer Devarim, it says, That the Mishnah says that you're, when you are engaged in holy um, activity, and there's there's excrements, uh, there's feces in your area, you should uh, cover it up, which means you're not supposed to pray, you're not supposed to say holy things, you know, tefillah, uh, you know, tefillah, and you know, maybe Torah study as well, should not be said uh, in places that are considered inappropriate. Uh, so inappropriate would be if you are uh, naked, you know, you're, you know, the private parts are not covered. So the Mishnah says, and obviously if you're in the mikvah, then you obviously do not have any clothes on. So the Mishnah says that that's, you, you can't say Krishna like that. So what should you do? If you have enough time to get out of the mikvah and get dressed and all that and cover yourself, then you should do that. But let's say you don't have enough time. You see the sun is about to rise. Now is the optimal time to say Krishna. And you're in the water and you're completely undressed. And of course, that's not a proper uh, way to say Krishna. So the Mishnah says, Yascha b'mayim v'ikra. You can actually cover yourself in water. What does it mean to cover yourself in water? That means the bottom half of your body is in water. And that's a sort of considered a covering. Now the Gemara says that if the water is clear, well then it's not a cover. Because, you know, the top half of your body, your eyes clearly see the bottom half of your body. Rather, the Mishnah is referring to murky water. Avol says the Mishnah, Lo yischasem lo b'mayim ha'ra'im lo mishnah. Even though we said that murky water probably means, you know, came from mud, is okay, but mayim harayim, like let's say it's rancid, the water, or extremely smelly, or says the mission may have mission, this is water to, you know, used to soak flax, uh, that water is not going to help, because that water in, in, in and of itself is an improper place uh, to say mayim, the mission uh, sort of says that if you place a clean water, and I guess you dilute the dirty water, then it's going to be okay. Let's say there is tzoa, there's excrement, there's feces in your area. And you want to say Krishna, what do you do? Says the Mishnah, if you go, if you social distance, if you distance yourself away uh, from this spot of the tzoa, then you're allowed to say Krishna. Again, four Amos um, is usually uh, sort of measured as each Amos, let's say uh, 10 inches, or maybe it's, um, sorry, about 18 inches, uh, so four times 18 uh, that's how far you should go away from the excrement. Now, you might be thinking, this stuff does not come up. Well, it actually might come up uh, at every meal if you have a young uh, child who's still in diapers. You, you never know whether there's tsoa, uh, whether there's these uh, feces, or even maybe meruglayim inside the diapers. You might have to be careful about those halachot. It might be a little bit different because it is already covered. However, if there's a smell, uh, maybe it's different. Again, I cannot cover all the, the laws uh, at this time in the mission. Okay, that concludes our study for the day. Uh, thank you so much for taking time out of your day to study some Torah.